Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Terror. I'm John Morrison. Today's episode was recorded on March 18th at approximately 1pm UK time. This is in the days after the terrorist attack at uh, in Christchurch, in the mosques in Christchurch in New Zealand. While we're not uh, going to be dealing with that in today's episode, we it will be a topic that we return to in future episodes as we have more insight into uh, all the key issues surrounding uh, these horrific attacks. As always, we are delighted to have sponsorship from IB Taurus, an imprint of Bloomsbury Publishing, uh, for across this series. So if you have a book idea that you're that you want to get published, uh, be sure to consider IB Taurus uh, for that for that idea. And also check out their back catalogue. Check out uh, all the all the books that they have on offer at the moment. There's a wide variety of really interesting titles out there. Um, and if you or anyone you know is interested in doing postgraduate re- uh, studies in terrorism and counterterrorism, be sure to check out what we have on offer here at Royal Holloway University of London, where we are offering uh, an MSc in terrorism and counterterrorism starting in September 2019. Um, so be sure to check out our website, find out all information about that. So on with today's episode, it's my great pleasure to have on today's pod Asaf Mugadam, who's an associate professor at the Interdisciplinary Centre, Herzliya at IDC and Director of Academic Affairs at the International Institute for Counterterrorism. Asaf is also a fellow at the Combating uh, Terrorism Centre at West Point and he's the author of The Globalisation of Martyrdom and co editor of Fault Lines in Global Jihad. However, for today's poll, we're going to be purely concentrating on his newest book, Nexus of Global Jihad, Understanding Cooperation Among Terrorist Actors. Asaf, thank you so much for being on, on today's podcast. We're delighted to have you on board. So could you give our listeners um, a bit of insight into what the aim of this book was, uh, what you were uh, trying to achieve.
So before we get on to understanding your typology, the typology that you've developed um, for this within this research, could you give us an understanding of what the existing research and what the existing typologies in relation to terrorist cooperation look like um, uh, in the literature? What do you mean by terrorist entrepreneurs for our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with that term?
Yeah, so you you do open the book with um, the, the case of 9-11 and specifically Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Why did you make this decision? Why did you feel it was worthwhile to start straight off with that example? And what does this tell us about um, about terrorist cooperation? So the literature to date hasn't really focused on, on this type of cooperation, but your typology, it does focus on this as well as other aspects. Could you give our listeners a breakdown of viewpoint of what exactly your typology looks like? What are the, you differentiate between high-end and low-end cooperation. Um, so what are the differences there and what, uh, what does your typology look like as a whole?
Yeah, and does this fact that there's um there isn't necessarily the need for ideological agreement. There isn't the need for ideological alignment here within the specifically within the tactical and the transactional uh, cooperation. Uh, does that provide an opportunity then in relation to those who are looking to to counter um, the actors involved in this uh, in these in these cooperations, um, either tactical or transactional? And for any of our listeners who who are who have a background in this, they they can get a sense that your work is influenced by the agent structure debate. It influences the this typology. Could you give um, for those listeners who don't have an understanding of the agent structure debate exactly what does this say? What is it that this debate is saying, and how has this directly influenced your uh, the development of this typology?
And you mentioned there within that um, the the role that the internet plays, the role that the the internet plays with it, within this. Uh, could you go into a bit more detail uh, into what you found into uh, the relation uh, the relationship that the internet played in the development of these uh, these cooperations at the at the different levels? And also within the within the book, you differentiate between um, these these formal and these in, and informal networks, and we're seeing um, the rise of uh, a number of informal uh, Salafist and jihadist groups. For example, Sharia for Belgium. Um, could you um, tell our listeners a bit about uh, these kind of informal uh, these informal groups and the role that they play, and whether this is something new that we're seeing now.
And so are we seeing as as these global jihadist uh, organizations and movements evolve, are we seeing a change in relation to the forms of um, cooperation that they are predominantly utilizing and that they are predominantly focusing on? Um, or is this consistent across the evolution of the movements of, of movements such as Al-Qaeda, IS and others?
And could this um, movement towards the mainstream, towards mainstream non-violent uh, engagement, could that actually provide us with with an opportunity to more publicly challenge um, the belief systems and the, and the actions of these groups? No, it's it was when we're when we're looking at this and when we're looking at the the typology, especially at the high end here, and I'm thinking about uh, the differentiation between mergers and strategic alliances. How did you um, come to the decision of whether something was a merger or a strategic alliance? Because we can see situations where there it's nominally being put forward as a merger of organisations. But actually, when you look practically speaking, it could be it would be more readily described as a strategic alliance. So what was your criteria uh, for something to uh, former cooperation to be regarded uh, as either or merger strategic alliance?
Yeah, and I think this uh, this nuance and this consideration of the evolution of a cooperation is is one of the the key strengths of this typology. It it allows for that uh, that appreciation of the grey areas there between different forms of cooperation. And one thing that you discuss and we've mentioned already is. Uh, network cooperation. And um, one of the the examples when you touch on your chapter uh, on network cooperation uh, is something that a lot of our listeners will be aware of. Um, but some of some of our listeners uh, it might have it might have passed them by. It's something that happened in the in the nineteen nineties called the Bujinka plot. Could you give an understanding uh, to our listeners of what the Bujinka plot was and? how this is uh, utilised as an illustration of a form of networked cooperation. And so taking into consideration uh, everything that we have that, that you've, you've put forward within your typology and from the extensive research that you've done around this area, what would your core recommendations and what do you feel are the, the core messages, not just for academics, but more specifically uh, for practitioners and policymakers, uh, what should they take from, from this research?
Yeah, no, I think that's a it's a hugely important point to raise. And actually, just just listening to this to this and reading your book, it strikes me that in order to be able to understand cooperation among terrorist actors and how that applies to um, to countering uh, these organizations and these actors, we also need to be able to understand uh, cooperation among those who are trying to counter them, because a lot of these cooperations are across international boundaries as well. So do you believe that there is um, there is the the right structures in place to be able to counter these these cooperations when they are uh, of international um, when they are internationally based cooperations? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, I I'm in in wholehearted agreement with you in re- in relation to that. And obviously, for our listeners, uh, I'd like to point out that um, as we're recording on the 18th of March, we've obviously got the shootings that have taken place in Utrecht in uh, in the Netherlands. But there isn't clear information coming out about that, about the motivations behind those shootings, and. Um, uh, or any other core information about that, so we would be unable to to discuss that uh, in depth here. If uh, those points, uh, if the if that that act proves to be relevant for our discussions, so again, this is something that we may revisit in later episodes as well. As of you mentioned at the beginning that there wasn't that much written about uh, understanding cooperation prior to this, but we. As so often happens in academia and in other in other areas as well, um, you've got a, another book that's come out recently. Not you specifically, but our listeners will be aware of uh, another interviewee, Trisha Bacon's work, uh, that's come out talking about international alliances. I know you greatly respect Trisha's work as well. Um, why is it now that these two excellent books have come out at the same time? Why is why do you believe is this just a coincidence, or is there something that's been been pushing this a bit more?
Yeah, and there's definitely space space for both of these books and more within this area, especially when it's such an under-researched area. So what's next for you? What's next for your research after this? Well, once you're finished, Sad, we'll have to have you back on the pod and to be able to talk about that because it sounds like 
like really fascinating research. But for the moment, Asaf, thank you so much for for being on Talking Terror. Uh, As I said at the beginning, the book is Nexus of Global Jihad, Understanding Cooperation Among Terrorist Actors. So I definitely recommend uh, recommend you all putting on reading lists or even going purchasing it for yourself to have a read of. So uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Talking Terror. As always, if you want to follow uh, what we have coming up, be sure to follow us on Twitter at terror underscore podcast and to follow me at Morrison underscore JF. Thanks as always to IB Taurus for sponsoring us. And so be sure to have a look at their catalogue to see the books that may be of interest to you and to also put in a proposal yourself to publish your book. And you never know, you could be a guest on the next series of Talking Terror to talk about that book specifically. And as always, be sure to check out our new Masters in Terrorism and Counterterrorism Studies offered here at Royal Holloway University of London. So, uh, until we speak again, uh, goodbye and I'll chat to you all then.